listen, I've got a lot of controversy to address this week, which I don't I don't like that, and I'm gonna address it calmly and in my zone. But today we're recording, and I didn't even realize it when I woke up and I had kind of I've pushed our recording back twice, Peter, because I've been literally in bed just sick since Monday. I got up and streamed and then I woke up Tuesday and I couldn't remember streaming because I was like kind of on Dayquil and it was I don't know. I got through the stream. Thank you to everybody who was there. Uh, but now I've pushed our recording back twice and it is 420, which is yes, it is a holiday for only one reason for those who consume cannabis. And I'm uh, excited to share that with you. It is the day after the eclipse. We all feel crazy. You know, I don't drink alcohol. Peter. <clears throat> and so when I occasionally have to take things like a NyQuil, it takes me yeah. out and yeah. there's, it's a medicinal. Okay. I, my body is feeling like crap. I got to take a NyQuil. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, but I've gotten out of that kind of coma phase now, and I felt pretty good today. And I feel like with it being 420 and me walking to your house and saying, this is the greenest I've ever seen grass. And also us having a recent conversation that I won't share that I think is going to lead to easy, a much easier recording situation. My God. Uh, <laughs> I want to share a story of my favorite 420 ever. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yes. A lot of people don't believe me when I tell this story. This is a real story. I can back this up. There are people who are still alive who can convene this story. It was 420, and I had a teacher at the time who was one of my favorite PR teachers, although he was a silly little man, but he taught me crisis communication. So this is college. This is college. And uh, at that point, I said, listen, sir. I know that I need to be in your class for attendance, but I've been asked to go to the state house steps to perform in a uh, 420 cannabis protest event under my rap persona. And he said, you just go ahead and miss that class and you go have fun. So we got out to the steps of the state house in South Carolina. And this was at a time where they were still flying the Confederate flag. Right. They still had, you know, Confederate statues up. This is a place in South Carolina where like, we are so progressive as Gamecocks on this campus, but the rest of the city is not quite caught up. So we're out here at the morning time having a huge marijuana rally on the steps of the State House where I and my DJ performed a set of weed-themed songs. This gets better, brother. We finish and then leave and drive to Charlotte, North Carolina to go to an Adult Swim pop-up show where waves performed. And I think he's a landlord and a jujitsu master now, which we all have different paths in our lives. But in a total day, to perform a, a protest concert on the State House steps and then to drive and see waves perform in concert, all while celebrating the unique benefits of cannabis product, it was my favorite 420 of all. And I think everyone should celebrate 420 the way they want. I don't think you have to be political. I don't think you have to go out on a limb. But I need people to understand, too, that I kind of tell this story to remind people, I've always been a loud bitch. And I've always had a lot of thoughts on things. And I've never given a fuck about having to go out and step on the, the racist-ass courthouse steps and yell about how I am a, 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 a friend of marijuana, if you will. So nothing's really changed. I think uh, I was voted most opinionated at some point. I don't know. There's a lot that builds into me being most who I am today. That's yeah, really well, funny. I said, I'm not opinionated. My mom said, you have the strongest opinions on things I've ever heard in my life. Uh, but, you know, what a week uh, to get sick again. And now to be awoken today on this beautiful sunshine spring day. Look at Lucy with her ears back. 
Lucy, the rumors are true. The rumors are true. You're going to love it. You're going to love it, Lucy. Uh, first, I have to address the biggest controversy of my career. People don't believe that me and RJ City actually met in uh, L.A. And I would like to say uh, exactly what he said on Instagram. Save it for the meet and greet. Which, uh, yes, we did meet. We hung out. No, we did not take a picture together at all. I'm not giving that away for free. I'm not giving away that kind of free content. RJ City Effie, that's behind a paywall, baby. You want to see us standing near each other? You want to see how tall we both truly are? Very tall. Very tall. Very uh, powerful. Very muscular. And uh, we've got to believe in ourselves enough to say, you're not getting that picture for free. So that's uh, the second biggest controversy. Peter... I ran my mouth a little bit. Yeah. I got home Monday, and I didn't realize that this had been weighing on my conscious soul. But since about, since the middle of last year, I've obviously been hearing that my name has been brought up in these Twitter seminar spaces being hosted by Gabe Sapolsky. And it wasn't bothering me because I heard from multiple people, you know, oh, he was bragging about what you were doing and bragging about how you've created a strong brand and bragging about, you know, your ability to translate that into wrestling success. But he would caveat it with, you know, he doesn't like me for some reason. And for whatever reason, at the end of this weekend, after wrestling, you know, Dangerous Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich and Manders and Mance and Jimmy Lloyd and uh, even GPA and Laney Luck and spending so much time with these hardworking wrestlers who all go out of their way. You know, even these legends guys, they were really there to to work the room they were in and to understand where wrestling is now. Something about it set me off. And someone came to me at the end of the show and said, oh, you know, he was talking about how well you did in L.A. and talking about some of the things you were doing last night. And I said, this motherfucker, Peter, has his name, has my name in his mouth, and the new children don't understand where he came from. Now, there are plenty of people who are going to say, Effie, calm the fuck down. He's a really nice guy, or he did this, or he did that, or you know, he helped me with this. And all of these things can be true. All things can be true. This can be someone who has very good, helpful knowledge. This can be someone who will maybe send you in the right direction. And they can also be someone who is sabotaging talent and making situations far worse than they should be via forcing situations like 12 people driving in a van for 14 hours somewhere situations where you were lied about how much money you would get, or you were told to do this job with no transportation or someone else will take it from you. And you don't want this bad enough. If you're not willing to financially die on the Hill for it, even though there's money coming in and there's money to pay out to people, uh, paying people in t-shirts, uh, having these, Seminars that cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars where people are predetermined about who will be chosen on it, even though it's set up like it's actually a, a tryout. Uh, there are a lot of issues like this that I took with it. And I finally just said, you know what? I'm going to say my piece and tell him to keep my name out of his mouth. And did it come across as uh, probably a little bit angry and a little bit too too harsh? Yes, Maybe. But that's the intention because I can't have people who don't know the history of this and who don't know about 
you know, that Evolve wrestlers were making on contract, not allowed to work anywhere else, like $125. And if they did really good, they might get a $25 uh, increase the next year. And that's not including transportation. That's promising you won't tell anybody else what you're making. And that's, you know, there are low prices that are allowed in wrestling. But I think that when we're lying at the highest level of indie wrestling about what these guys are making or lying to each other about it, and everybody can jump in with their two cents. And, you know, the fact remains, the the biggest issue I ever had with them was I was going to fight that little girl in Florida and her parents had asked me to do like a training match with her. And, you know, I've even admitted now on busted open that I probably, I probably wouldn't choke slam the girl again. Although the bump is fine. Her ponytail shakes a little. I have her held the whole time. I don't care. But this man went as far as to say and make up that we were getting threats from people that they never come back to this building that they owned and I'd never work anywhere again, and I'd be blackballed forever, and, you know, this is my only path to ever making money in wrestling, and if I fuck that up, then, you know, I'm out on my own, and I'll never be booked, and I said, fuck it, and I did it, and I wasn't blackballed, and I found my own path, and I found my own way, and in a way, it's good that I had that sort of power structure to push up against, uh, because it let me know that there's no real power anywhere in wrestling and nobody really has any control of anything. And what works is what people will spend money on and what consumers are paying for. But now that he's back with the WWE, I just have to step in and say, just be weary of the advice you get. Be weary of who you listen to. And yes, I had to be a little bit of a bitch to say, keep my name out of your mouth. But I don't think someone who uh, has tried to take money out of my mouth or tried to uh, discourage me from being the wrestler I am should be able to give people advice based on my success. I just don't think that's fair at all. So I, I asked him to keep his name out of my mouth or keep my name out of his mouth. And, uh, I wish I didn't have to be such a prickly little fuck all the time, Peter, but somebody has got to be a prickly little fuck. And, uh, I think sometimes the best way to let them know is very directly so that's why I decided to tag him in it as well. And I loved his response, which was not well thought out and was hastily thrown together, where he just accused me back, uh, that's what you are, uh, back at me. And uh, it was very silly on his part. But it lets me know that I'm probably right about a few of the things. And once again, did the guy have some good ideas? Probably. But is he also trained under Paul Heyman and... Uh, was kind of lucky to get CM Punk and a lot of the guys he had working and the talent that he mostly had got itself over before it ever got to him. And so he could claim that it was his talent, but it really wasn't. Yeah. I mean, in most cases, but you know, be kind to one another, uh, be, be sweet, but also know that when you're going to reference someone's success, uh, you should probably be in their good graces to do so. If you're giving it away, like it's some secret knowledge on how I've handled myself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't know. It's just like you're taking someone else's shit and then like, oh, yeah, 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 and whatever Here, else. Of course it's successful. It's great, even though you fucking here's had your foot in my mouth. And then it's like, oh, well, no, you're throwing that in there. That isn't indicative of the original thing whatsoever. This is like. Yeah. You were the camp that told me time and time again that I would fail and fall on my ass. And now years and years later, you get to say, of course this worked. Look how good he did with his branding. It's fucking bullshit. And I don't stand for that carny shit. I'm I'm not I'm not saying you're Christ, but it is a good analogy for the fact that Christ had one thing that he was saying in 
you know, the dudes he was hanging out with had a different opinion of what it was that he was well, saying. And that's that's how long it took for the message to get distorted. The message is this. Trust your agency. Trust your art. And in professional wrestling, it looks like there's a, a hierarchy. It looks like there's a, a path to success. It looks like there's a certain way of doing things. I assure you there is not. Now, also, I am of the belief that I am a performer of the highest level and I will perform for the audiences that want to have me. And if it's not on a television level, uh, that's because I, I really... I can't take direction well, and I trust what I'm doing. But for me, uh, I also want other people to not have that same barrier of difficulty or have that thought that this is the only way through on things. I'm, I I take no problem with people wanting to take advice from him or wanting to listen to his seminars or wanting to do that. I do take problem with him saying that this is sort of the only way to do things. So I'm going to leave it at that. That was a long opening rant that probably only made half sense, but I felt like I needed to explain myself more. Uh, not listen, here's the other problem. Here's, here's, this is, this is where I get a little too controversial, right, Peter? Uh, professional wrestling is a, is a form of entertainment where people are paid to entertain you. If you're not entertaining or you're not good, or you've been doing this for 12 years and it's just not working, maybe that's not for you. Maybe it's not, you know, but for those of us that can draw an audience and have really worked hard to make our, you know, craft look the way it is and do what we do. Uh, I'm not going to be held down and told how to do things by other grown men who can't even get above two million dollars, uh, two million people to watch their show per week. So you know, it's what are we measuring success against? Nobody's doing that great, even at the highest level. We've lost all our ratings. We don't know what's happening. Uh, we've sold ourselves out to streaming services. It is what it is. I'm all over the place today. We're post eclipse. I feel like I've thrown my week out the window, but I'm also glad that I rested. I'm glad I took a break. Yeah, I feel like it was needed. This weekend wore me out more than I even knew. But I also think, like, I I legitimately caught a cold. I got COVID tested twice. It was never COVID. But it was just, like, also my body going, all right, bud, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're good. Yeah. Uh, we had so much fun going through the Midwest this weekend. Uh, we missed our brother, Justice, who got a broken hand with a hand infection. Thrashjustice.com if you want to go support Matt Justice. He was supposed to wrestle me this weekend and supposed to do some other matches, but it worked out. Uh, we had Jimmy Lloyd filling in against Thrussy with Manson Manders, and then we had uh, Dark Sheik actually joined uh, the SGC. So it was Dark Sheik, Manders, and Mance on Sunday against Billy Rock, Billy Starks, and Cole Radrick in the Battle of Indiana. Billy Rock trained uh, a lot of them, including Mance Warner, so it was kind of a really fun match to watch get thrown together and to see we can all sort of help replace the roster if we need to and everybody did their best Matt Justice impressions which included stomping and freaking out and vibing big and throwing people through tables and Jimmy Lloyd giving me a big daddy power slam you know it all worked out well uh what a fun time we started in Chicago though and Chicago is I had to tell people I told people like four times Chicago will trick you in the summer. Yeah. Oh, summer. In the spring, in the summer, in the fall, Chicago will trick you. And you'll go, this is the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. Wow, this is beautiful and gorgeous. The sun is out. People are walking on the beautiful lake. The you wind. Chicka chicka. Chicka chicka. You see the, the beautiful museums of art. There's a free zoo. You're walking around. People got bicycles and they wave at each other. And what it doesn't tell you is that the winter will destroy you. Your psyche will be leveled like concrete. You know, and that's you will be the first nothing. place I saw snow. Chicago. Oh. When, when was this? Uh, I had to be like 
seven or eight. We were yeah. on furlough. I went full catatonic. They you were just sat like, me I don't outside know what in the snow, is. and I just sat down. The world nothing. is over. Yep. This is. There's no way around this. Mm-mm. Isn't that crazy? The next. I have. I have I've never a, seen snow. A vague memory of that, and the next memory I have after that was buying candy cigarettes in an alleyway. So I don't know if shit just got like really weird. Wait, was this like an underground candy cigarette web that it, we're talking I about? I think it's just because I had never been in an alleyway before, because that's not really a okay. thing. There's not enough... God, there's not enough buildings in Kenya when I was growing up for there to really be alleyways. There's a lot of buildings now in in yeah. the larger urban no, areas. It's a, I've done the check back, like the street that I lived in on Google Maps, and it's unrecognizable. Like, unrecognizable. like it looks like they built up a whole... You know, it's like uh, the drive from between Chicago and St. Louis, where I just keep looking at whoever's in the car and going, a lot of room for super targets around here. <laughs> Every time I'm in the car, Chicago to St. Louis, that's all I do. Boy, they could put up a couple super targets over here and oh wouldn't, wouldn't make much of a difference. <laughs> what do you folks do when you need to go to super target out here? You like that? Is that yeah. how Kenya looked to you when you look back? You said, boy, they built up a couple super targets. Yeah, because I mean, that was, like, there's just so much dumb stuff that amazes me about America. Like how fast y'all build buildings here is just incredible. Well, they're me. not. I don't think they're built well. No, probably not. Do you, Okay. Do you ever do that thing when you're driving down the road and you go, just some guy built this road that I'm driving on and trusting everything? Yeah, I've done that. It's just, yeah, it's just some dude. It's just a guy. They just go out there, guy. they build the road. Sometimes I see the buildings getting rained on in the mid process of construction. And I know I don't know about construction, but I also go, I'm a little concerned that these buildings are getting waterlogged before they're getting finished. Yeah. Just out here in the monsoons. How well are these buildings held, to get, held together? I don't know. Um, I just watched... Um Shit, it left my brain. What did I just watch? I don't know. The Lighthouse. Oh, The Lighthouse. Yeah. They, they You're trust- not fun to me, love, sir. They really had trust that they were fine inside uh There was a storm lighthouse. coming, there was and they were in coming. a building that central point was a glass, uh, a glass light at the top of a spire, and they were like, just bring on the fucking wave. Somebody's got to tell these boats You were not on. kidding about the farts in that movie. I it's- thought you were joking. Oh, no. There's it's fart filled. I don't think there is any better shot in all of cinema than Willem Dafoe wearing long johns with the butt flap out, yep. just wiggling his ass. It's that whole movie is filthy. It really it's is. It's disgusting. But I think like that was it, it needed to be. It a came black out the same white. year as uh, Swiss Army Man. Yeah. And so I was just like, farts are back, baby. Like serious farts are back. We had a body just shooting farts along. We had boys just... The boys were there just farting. And that's real life. If you were stuck in a lighthouse, you'd have to hear each other fart. You're not fond of me, love, sir. I had to do that scene for Cameo, and I was so excited to do it. I love it. I want to... Please... I mess, I missed like three Cameos this week that I'm going to go back and do for free because it's my fault. Uh, but I got to tell you, I miss doing some of the movie scenes, but I also have not had the energy to sit down and practice movie scenes yeah. at any point recently. Um, jumping on that, I do want to say Big Gay Brunch UK is coming up quick. It's going to be the weirdest <laughs> Big Gay Brunch of all. It's going to be just full of strange shit. I'm very excited, but I'm also like, I have no idea what's going on, and I love it. There's going to be a three-way match. Do you know about this? Mm-mm. All right. Well, Shea Monet was supposed to have Visage in their corner, and they had been attacking us, but instead, they got these weird, like, 
They're like horny circus people. Aren't they always kind of like subbing people out? Yeah. Or like pulling switcheroos. Yeah, they're doing subby switchy stuff. Yeah. And, you know, Visage has some knee concerns, and Allie didn't help with that and attacked Visage when she was in England. And now they've got these horny circus people, Alexis Falcon and Charles Crowley, on their team. So Shea Monet is teaming up with these weird horny circus people. And me and Allie, I think, I think we figured out what we're going to do because it's just me and Allie. Now, are we going to be bringing our thirsty sister, Dark Sheik? Yes. But I have another plan for Dark Sheik because she hasn't been to England in a very long time. So we're figuring this out. And this is probably news to people who are learning that Dark Sheik is coming to England. We're making it work. Uh, but I've got a big plan. I don't know if I should reveal the plan yet. We will reveal the plan soon. But we are going to have the Rainbow Rumble, which is crazy. The most the most gays ever in a battle royal. And also, uh, Kendo Nagasaki, Peter Worley, the late come out bisexual former World of Sports star, will be there as well. So just a little a little uh, excitement ahead coming May 12th, same day as Eurovision. It's going to be a regular night show, though, which should make it easier for people to stream in the US. I think it's going to be 7 p.m. UK, 2 p.m. East Coast US, which will be like the West Coast might have to wake up a little early, but I think it is it's going to be stream live. So that'll be fun. Uh also update we're, we're going to update the Patreon. I've had a long week with the sickness, with the illness, with our lives. I think we've got a lot of good stuff ahead, but right now give us a little patience. weekendatfees.com if you want to get on it. Second, I've got to figure out the last step. I've combined the stores. So I've combined Wrestling is Gay and the Effie Lives web store. So you only have to pay one form of shipping if you're going to buy Wrestling is Gay and Effie stuff, which I hope is easier for people. It doesn't mean you have to buy one of each, but it means that it's accessible through the same link. I've just got to finally combine the URL to make it uh, actually work. And it's giving me a little bit of shit. So hang tight. It's available at EffieLives.com right now if you want to sneak in there and find it. But soon it'll be available from either one of the URLs. You can go through and find it. It's cool. A lot of the new shit is on there. All right, I'm done advertising, right? Uh, also, if you join the Patreon this month, we are giving away a Major oh, yeah. Bendy's Effie. Major Bendy's getting given away. Yes. You have to do it by May 1st. May 1st, we are pulling from all of them. If you have a Tier 2 subscription, uh, you get two entries. Tier 1 subscription, one entry. Once we hit May 1st on that day, if you're still subscribed, you will be entered in the giveaway. I'll be doing it. We'll announce it on there. And you'll get a free WrestleCon exclusive Major Bendy Effie action figure, which I don't believe is available online as of now, but maybe down the line, but I don't know. There's only so many of them made, and I sold a fucking lot of them at WrestleMania. Chicago. I got there so late. Peter, usually I take the like earliest flight out of Atlanta into mm -hmm. Chicago, just spend the day there, but I couldn't do it this time. And I woke up late, and I took the 1 p.m. flight, but then we were delayed another hour, and then we finally landed at like 4.30. So I said, all right, well, I'm just going to pick up a rental car. I'm not waiting around for people. I have the deal. You know, I get a good deal on rental cars. I have a secret. I'm not going to tell anybody my secret. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to tell someone else's secret. There's a guy that I work with that um, somehow got the – what's the big military – spot up in like Smyrna Lockheed Martin oh yeah he has a Lockheed Martin employee rental thing that gets him like primo oh that's fantastic time and they haven't that's another good method he's good. A, that's a grift he's had for like five years and is still every time like I don't know man they keep giving me the best shit yeah listen grift away there's certain grifts we're here for and on this week's what are, what were we calling our grifter podcast 
Art of the Grift? Art of the Grift. Art of the Grift. This week's Art of the Grift employee codes from Lockheed Martin providing the greatest in discount rental cars. I love it. The the Grift lives. Uh, we don't like amoral grifts. We like we like uh, joyous, easy, no victim grifts. Yeah. You know? Like if you're stealing money from old women and promising miracles, that's not a grift we're interested in. Now, we're interested in it from a studying point of view and to let them know what's going on we want to be able to explain the grift to these old people so they go oh like explaining to my grandma that she doesn't have a netflix account because she came to my mom she goes they hacked my netflix my mom goes you don't have a netflix (laughs) i love it i'm just like i'm obsessed at how quick she can be like what they got me they got Uh, me i get uh fake cvs emails where it's like your rewards whatever and i know for a fact that i'm lazy and i the cvs rewards number i used is not my ex's number but my ex's mother's number oh i use my also my kroger plus card old home phone number that's been disconnected yeah so that's fine yeah (laughs) um but i got one of those emails the other day and the subject line was like 36 demons and I was like, "What?" But uh, it was—it was just you know the weird from computer. CBS. Yeah, I know. I, I imagine they've got some demons in there. That could be cool. It's like thirteen ghosts, but with demons, but with CBS, and you got to go through each aisle. Oh no! Makeup remover wipes—they're haunted. That's actually really funny. I'm into it. There's a lot of aisles in CBS. A lot more than you'd think, and a lot of weird stuff in there. You go, they you have, have this? BarkBox toys. Yeah, BarkBox has kind of infected the world. Uh, see, they're CBS receipts though. Oh, that's cute. You know, like the really yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wear them like a ribbon. They've uh-huh. they've they've made a meta joke out of their yes uh, waste of paper. <laughs> Would you like a receipt? No. Who wants a receipt? It's all digital now. What are we doing? We have to bully the IRS. I pick up the car. I pick up Allie. I pick up Nick Wayne. You know about Nick Wayne? He's a young prodigy. Yeah. He's also like tassel shirt. Tassel. Well, I made a new tassel, tassel shirt. shirt for them this weekend. They came to me with a new design Sunday, and I said, boys, get ready. And I pulled it off for them, and we even added some more tassels to it. But it was like a shoulder-cut rockers, Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels thing. We made it look so good. And then I accidentally cut the back on Jordan Oliver's way too high. But it worked out really well because he's jacked as shit now. Why wouldn't you want to show off your sick Latezus oh, muscles? Yeah. And he was like, actually, it looks good. Are those good. muscles? Yeah, your Latezus muscles. What are? So it's like the ones that make you look like a gorilla back here. Oh, your big side, your big That's side muscles, extra steaks on the side. Yeah, the extra meat steaks on the side. Yeah, the the spine wings. You it, look like you got wings. It's so funny. Like, do you have uh, lower back dimples? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, it's I haven't weird. really looked. I noticed that I have lower back dimples yeah. the other day. Well, that's some people think that's hot. You know, I think Shawn Michaels made a few million off his lower back temples. It's hilarious the things that people find hot. I, it is very weird that you're just like, no, certain uh, certain uh, valleys and peaks in your skin will make me want to breed you for future uh, younglings. I don't know. I'm trying to make it sound very clinically weird that we're like as into I, this as we are. I'm also watching a lot of like 90s, early 2000 movies at the moment. And they had like a weird horny thing that they were doing. Like Mission Impossible 2 is so unnecessarily horny. It was, yeah. And like wet and horny. Yeah. 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 Re- like really wet. Yeah. But that's like, isn't that a John Woo film? 
It is. Yeah, he was. That's the, he's that's, always horny. That's ha- hands down the worst of the mission. Am I too? You think yeah, yeah, with yeah. the doves on the hill in that final in that it's final not, battle? The the only thing that's good is the beginning, and I can barely remember it from oh, like a no. night ago. Oh no! But then it gets good because the next one's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and then yeah, it like really listen, takes off. After the Philip that. Seymour Hoffman one I actually saw on a on an illegal DVD in a plasma center, and it was awesome. Like while it was in theater, somebody had brought in the illegal DVD copy to the plasma center while I was get, selling my blood in college, and we watched it there. It was great. They have good Wi-Fi. I sell my blood, a little blood cleansing. And there was a triangulation of the plasma center, the liquor store, and the Sonic. So you can imagine a Friday by four thirty, wow. you sort of handled everything. It's magic. That's a day. you could never leave that area. Yeah, I know. So I had to, or I would have died. <laughs> My blood is replaced by blue slushy and vodka. <laughs> I don't have blood, but I have slushy vodka blood. Plus, you know, like Adderall was big then. I don't know. I'm not getting oh into God. it. What a life it was. As my dad said, you shouldn't be alive. I loved hearing that quote, but I am alive and I'm healthy and I'm excited. Um, I like your nails. They are already falling apart. I, I realize when I paint my nails like, and then go into a wrestling weekend, they're just going to get destroyed. Yeah. Just destroyed. Here we are. Oh, well. Uh, Here's what I'm getting at. We went directly out to eat. Now, where would you not normally want to eat right before you go wrestle a match? A lot of places. <gasps> Olive Garden. Oh, God. That might be the word. I was going to say Chili's, but Olive Garden might we be We went it. on a family meal to Olive Garden. It looked like your weird hippie step parents, me and Allie, were like taking you on a last meal before you go to college. And we're like, come on, kid. You got to be careful. Like, it definitely looked like that. And we kept getting breadsticks and salad and all sorts of pastas. It was delicious. And really, we knew we didn't have to wrestle for a while, so it kind of worked out well. And I think we spent as much as we would have spent anywhere else just having a nice family meal at the Olive Garden. And then we made our way to Logan Square. Now, Allie had never... She had wrestled in Logan Square before, but not for freelance. And it's a little different when it's completely sold out and people are drunk and people are smoking weed indoors and the building is steaming. And we got to wrestle GPA and Laney Luck, who, congratulations, are getting married this week. They are getting uh, married, and I think Allie's going to the wedding. She tried to propose to Lainey in the match and tried to get back on top of uh, her girl-kissing, what do you call it, her girl-kissing manifesto. It seems like she got off course for a minute, but now she's back on the manifesto. But unfortunately, uh, we were were foiled in that uh, time and in that aspect, and the married couple got away with, I won't say it's a victory, but it was a stolen... Valor. That's our wedding present to you. That's the wedding present from Bussy is you get to think you won in Logan Square against us. We'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Luckily, we did get to go to the Silicon Valley Sex Dungeon to hang out. It's been completely redone. Uh, it doesn't have the horny bathroom anymore. There's like walls. Wait, no more horny bathroom? Well, you know, like originally it was just like kind of out in the open, the bathroom. Yeah. And you just sort of, there's like waterfall shower. And, you know, fine by me. Just don't walk over there while I'm showering, you know. But now there's like walls up. It's been renovated. It's beautiful. We had a beautiful night. And then we had to make our way to St. Louis. So me, uh, Allie Catch, I believe. Who else was with us? Brian Keith? Yeah, we all drove to St. Louis. We had the time of our life. We got there just in time. And who was there? In, uh, who was also there in St. Louis? A tornado. A severe oh, fucking tornado. Now, you will get to see some video of this tornado on the Patreon. Uh but by the time we got there, we started getting things together. They were literally like, oh, this tornado's coming. And I was like, oh, okay, like whatever. 
And then they were like, get your stuff out of that building because that building's going to go first. And I was like, what? And then they were like, look over the hill. And the whole earth had gone black. And there was just lightning shooting out. And I was like, we're going to lose that strip club. It's going up in sparks. And I said, and definitely the strip club barbecue is not going to be there tonight, which I really wanted for dinner because they have the best barbecue baked beans I've ever eaten. I said, but there's no way they're setting up out here in between the, the tornado coming. So we all kind of watched as the tornado was coming and then it passed over and we were fine, but the people were still there. We got everybody inside while the tornado was coming. If you told me a tornado was coming, I probably wouldn't have driven out there to this venue, but the fans still came to the venue and still packed that place out knowing there was a tornado coming. Now, part of that is they're from the Midwest and they are used to tornado drills, but I was looking out of the horizon and I said, this does not look good. I don't even have my belt like it's twister and we can hide in the barn. I don't even have that. I also heard that someone um, spread lamb's blood across all the doorways. Yes. And then your firstborn will be saved, but your secondborn, he's got to go up in the tornado. There were no secondborns at that show. Only oh, firstborns. Only firstborns? Only firstborns. Wow. Did they get a babysitter? Well, some of the secondborns are old enough not to have babysitters. Oh, so they could just stay home on their own? Yeah. What is that, three or four? You can just leave them there? Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you're like 45, you could very well have like a 36-year-old secondborn. What? I'm just doing like the math on human beings at this point. Oh, you're saying like they would be siblings? Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying a 45-year-old could have a 36-year-old baby. No, firstborn humans, regardless of how old they are at the show. Firstborn this humans This has gotten only. convoluted. This is crazy. Wait, is because it's God's God's plan. God's plan. I love have it. Have you heard those AI Drake songs? They're actually like better than Drake songs. No, they're horrible. <laughs> we will never celebrate any AI art on here. We will never celebrate even the ones that are the fake Joe Rogan voice of him saying like, uh, wait, so the vaccines work? So the vaccines work? And it's his voice? I don't know. I'm over all of it. My favorite is clips of Biden saying really funny things, then people going, oh my God, this is real. I thought it was going to be him, Obama, and Trump playing Xbox together. <laughs> wait, have you not? Have you no, not- I have not seen any of this. One of my favorite uses of AI is there's there's all these videos where it's Biden, Obama, and Trump like playing Fortnite together. Oh my god! They're like gamer buddies. This sounds. It sounds like we may have gone too far. I think we have gone too far. I think we have to. I think we have to rein it back in, and by that I mean we have to turn off the internet. All right. I'm now sorry the, to tell people the Republicans account is incredible. Have is you that seen the one this? that does AI? Drag queens of Republican politicians. All right. I will celebrate some AI art. I think that's actually okay. Now, I want to point this out, you know, and I'm not trying to draw too much attention to it, but I did at the end of the match in St. Louis, which was myself, Ali Catch and Dark Sheik versus uh, Jimmy Justice, Jimmy Lloyd Justice in the in the snake pants, Manders and Manser, which number one, we did invent a new move which is, we haven't named it yet, but we throw Dark Sheik in the air and she does a spin and then lands on top of Manders in a split. And it was so sick. It was awesome. We just threw her in the air and she spins and then lands in a split. And it's a badass fucking move. But I pulled her up. I was like, you're my favorite illegal crime bitch. Because literally her performing in the state of Missouri at this time is illegal. This weekend, her performing in the state of Florida is illegal. Because they have put in these insano fucking laws where these things fall under their weird 
uh, moral bullshit laws. And I will tell you this. She will be pr- protected and surrounded by a roster of people that would take bullets for and fight anyone for Dark Sheik. But it is still insanity that this is what our people are going through right now. This is mind-numbingly stupid. It makes no fucking sense. And what a form of protest to be able to stand there and say, I'm going to go do this. And you know what? It takes stupid bravery and courage. And anything we can do to uh, give a little bit more of that courage or, or face some of that for her, we want to do. I will protect my tag team partner this weekend. We will have an excellent time. We will put on great shows tomorrow, Atlanta. It's going to be insane. I'm so excited. Uh, lots of wild stuff on that show. Also, the dream match, Vikingo Commander, which is, this is the the two hottest Lucha Libre uh, fighters in the world right now are having their first singles match in U.S. soil. And it's going to be at a GCW show. Not on TV, not in, not in the arena, at GCW. These guys are going at it at center stage tomorrow. And then we'll be in Orlando for... Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday for the GCW show. And Sunday for Mayhem on Mills, which I main evented the first ever Mayhem on Mills show. And now I'm returning to beat up apparently another Netflix person. I don't know. Whoa. I don't know all the truth to it, but there seems to be some rumors. Have we already talked about how Karen Culkin's a wrestling fan? Yeah, we have. And I'm going to keep yelling about Karen Culkin because... It's bullshit that you and Freddie Prince Jr. haven't put your company together yet. Do you not want to make money? Come meet with me on a creative level. Bring me in as a partner. Let's do something magic. Stop stop beating around the bush. Okay? Now, Rory Culkin's the even younger Culkin, right? Yeah. And I finally... Him and Swarm. I got to it. I watched the whole thing. Strawberry cock. Strawberry it is strawberry cock. season. <laughs> I wasn't lying. It was strawberry season. And he confirmed it for me. If you haven't seen Swarm, that's a fucking crazy show. I couldn't even tell you exactly what it's about except for change and discovery and uh, underserved populations and what slips through the cracks when you don't look and fandom and excitement. I don't know. I had a really good time watching Swarm. It was fucked up. That's my recommendation. I don't I don't morally think it was good or bad. I just don't even know anymore. And I guess I need to watch Atlanta. <laughs> yes, you do. You just popped off. I love it. Uh, okay, so... Our weekend was not over. After St. Louis, because the storm was crazy, we said, we're just going to drive part of the way through the night. We'll finish driving again through the night. We stopped in the middle of Indiana, and then we ended in Evansville. Now, Evansville, Indiana, this arena building, it's historic. It's great. Lots of wrestling has happened in it before. But also, it is. there's nothing really around to eat, and there's nothing really around to fill us up. So we had to go looking for some good food. What did we find? Cracker Barrel. Now, you want to talk about uh, the the Christian Danger Zone? We jumped right into it by going Sunday morning to a Cracker Barrel. Holy shit. Me, Dark Sheik, and Allie went Sunday morning to that Cracker Barrel, loaded up on all the food. Our waitress was so funny. She was like, I never get tables like y'all. We were like, fun tables? You're talking about fun tables? She just kept loading us up with stuff. More apple butter, more coffee. We got some candy taffies in the front. We had a we had us a girls trip at the damn uh, Cracker Barrel and had so much fun. And just sitting there while everybody over the age of seventy five has to stare at us and knowing we'll tip better than any table in that restaurant kind of makes you feel proud. And you sort of see through the secret kayfabe of Cracker Barrel and you see like 
these these people don't believe what they're hawking, but they got to hawk it for these old people because they're not gone yet. Guess what? Last legs. The election ain't for another year. Y'all better hold on tight because we're only getting older and you're only getting older. We're going to vote everybody out. I'm running for office. I'm running for president. I got to start running now, though, because I can't be I can't do it until the 2028 election. Right. Because it's 35. Right. So I'm not going to turn 35 until 2025. But then after that, for 2028, I can run. So I'm running for president. I mean, plenty of people do the I'm just going to run even though I won't win move for, you know, their career in general. I don't want to do it for that. I don't want to do it for that. Yeah. But listen, just look, she had that true crime book to write. I don't know. She was busy. (sighs) She was busy. (laughs) My God, we are fucked here in the state of Georgia. We are fucked. Um, Yeah, I am. I'm running for president, but it's not for my career. I'm doing it. I'm the Cyber Tuesday, Cyber Sunday of presidents, where I'm just going to vote however y'all poll on Twitter. So just line up. I'm just a meat bag that stands there, but I'm just going to vote however y'all tell me to. So if your mind's changed, let me know. But I'm the Cyber Sunday of candidates. Sort of do whatever you need to. Yeah, I got a history. Yeah, I got a future. Let's get it together. We can't let The Rock run our country. I'm just really sick of thinking of that happening. You know, that's definitely why he didn't come to WrestleMania this year. But I think after the Shazam stuff, I don't know. He probably doesn't have a chance. Moana live action remake, it's actually making him less popular in the polls. What do you say except you're welcome? Rock, could you try to hit any of those notes? No. Right? Doesn't matter. We you fought. Know, he's back in the neighborhood. Is he? He's doing reshoots on the Christmas movie. What? Yeah. Yeah. We've got to go find him. There's a street on the neighborhood now that is it's completely Christmas. Christmas? Yeah. Well, I saw a lot of places Mark don't park. So I'm going to go. He's not hard to miss. He's a big old hunk of a man. Yeah. He's a big old rock of a man. You know what I mean? He's the rock because he's a rock of a man. I don't listen to me, y'all. I'm disgusted. We are. We're close to the rock. We're going to keep roasting the rock until he shows up. Um, You probably don't understand who I fought Sunday, but I fought Tommy Rich and Dangerous Doug Gilbert, a.k.a. Nightmare Freddy from FNW. That doesn't even matter. Tommy Rich is like the most... Carolina's Georgia wrestler of all time. And I I knew him starting out in wrestling before he got his new teeth. And now he has his new teeth and he looks so fantastic. But this man's like 70 years old. And Dangerous Doug Gilbert's not that old, but he's a little bit, I mean, he's up there. And working with these guys as bussy and them figuring out, they're like, we can hit her. And I was like, oh, she'd be pissed if you didn't. She'll hit you back if you don't hit her. And running these spots and getting to take a pile driver from Dangerous Doug and just the stupidest old school wrestling match it was so much fun in that arena to do that and also like this is what i like to remind of the younger kids not every match is the match you think it needs to be sometimes you just need to run a little heat and do a few stupid things and take it home and that's what this match called for and i had so much fun getting to work with those guys and getting to work in that building and after that i had to this was rare because i actually had a room to myself that night i took the car back to indianapolis now i don't want to I don't want to talk too much about the TSA, okay? Because I've wasted a lot of time here, and we've sort of come to a, an agreement. But they are so fucking stupid. Don't they waste everyone's time? They are though. so fucking stupid. I got to the Indiana airport Monday morning, and the line was so long, it was wrapping around all of the check-ins. Like, it was ridiculously long. And it was one of those lines that like people had just had to figure out on their own. There's no employees helping. The line coordination doesn't make sense. And... 
The reason for this holdup of the line at 5.30 in the morning for my 7 a.m. flight was because the drug dog wasn't there yet or the bomb dog wasn't there yet. So they weren't letting anyone through the TSA line until the bomb dog got there and could start slowly sniffing through everyone in line. So by the time I got through security, it was 7.08. It took me an hour and a half to get through TSA security. Now, should I have gotten there earlier? According to their uh, warnings, I should be at the airport 16 days before my flight Yeah, because otherwise I'm not preparing ahead. Uh, but I got through this security and luckily it was Southwest and they never have their shit together. So at 7.07, seven minutes after this plane was to take off, they're still just there loading people onto this plane. I hopped in and, you know, Southwest, some people don't like it because you have to pick your own seats. But my move is to pick the most polite looking people, uh, the closest to the front and take the middle seat that they thought wasn't going to get picked up. And I did it. And I went to bed and I woke up when I got to Atlanta. And like I told you, I ran my mouth a little bit on my last bit of energy, something it ran through my head. And then I went to bed and besides streaming, I've been in bed all fucking week and it's been such a fucking blessing. Although I do feel kind of like a piece of shit. I've got to get over it because I needed that rest. I needed it. How do you feel, Peter? It's similar, same, just uh, there's been a void this week. Mercury's been slowing down, preparing to go retrograde, which it will on Friday, so it makes total sense that everything has been felt very slow this week. That sounds about right, and it seems like we are jumping into a new a new world, a new era. I think we will figure ourselves out, and now, you know, we're going to go on a little journey together, figuring out the next step and seeing what comes up, so hopefully uh, it will... It will be a guiding light of success. I think it will be good. I think this is exciting. I think it will be too. I'm excited. Um, there's just like a lot that feels on the horizon at the moment. Yes. We're cleansing ourselves of this little little era. We're cleansing ourselves of this little hump in time. And we're opening ourselves into the new horizon. I have noticed in the past few weeks though that I've been uh, much more focused and much more on top of my shit. And I hope that that continues throughout the whole summer. And I hope that we can be rewarded for our hard work sooner rather than later. I will say this. I've noticed an uptick in the listenership over the past few weeks. Really exciting for me. Uh, I hope exciting for you too. Some new Patreon subscribers. That's fantastic. Weekend at Effies.com if you want to be a part of that. And we are going to... Uh, what are we going to do, Peter? You told me something. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to see if I can pull up some old questions here that we've thrown up on Twitter. I love it. Um, but our friend Rick recently took a trip to Amsterdam and sent us a bunch of goodies that we are going to taste test on the podcast here. I'm so excited about these snacks. Rick, thank you so much for thinking of us and letting us taste tasty things here on the air. Uh, I'm sure he won't mind me sharing this, but... Um... Big Gay Brunch was a, uh, oh, what's the word for it? A refuge during the middle of a chaotic family vacation for them. So Good. Good. I hope it's a refuge for people for whatever reason they need it to be a refuge. Uh, I know everybody on that show worked their ass off. It was such a, a blessing to get to. It's a blessing to be in the position I'm in. And there's lots of complaints I have about the position I'm in because it requires a lot of me. But the overarching positivity of what we've been able to create and what the people have helped me create is there's no there's no words to describe how awesome it is and how cool it is that I've 
found a place in wrestling where I can uh, I can be the person I would have needed if I was just coming in. I would have thought I was cool now if I was just coming in. And that's awesome. Well, real quick, because this is probably one of the things I'm most excited about this year. Uh, Oppenheimer Barbie not happening? It is happening. It is happening. They brought it back. They tricked us. They were trying to play us. I just want to be clear. We have the date saved. This is... Is this June or July? It's June, right? I think it's June, but we have to do a week after opening week um, because it's either Mission Impossible comes out the week before or the week after Barry Oppenheimer. We're going to read sure. spoilers, Peter. Wait, what? I can't believe it. If we wait that long, I we're going to read oh, spoilers. Okay. Well, hopefully Mission Impossible comes out before. Let's bring it out right now. Tom Cruise, we asked this of you, Thetan Warrior. Denier of denier of psychology. Bring forth your power. And in Top Gun, remember your lines. Do not think, just do. Give me that DVD. I'm a SAG warrior just like you. Give me that DVD. We need that Mission Impossible DVD. Both parts, one DVD, six hours of you doing cool stunts. Can't even believe it. That's really you? That's really you? That's so cool, man. Send us the DVD, Tom Cruise. The release date, according to the internet, of Barbie is November 23rd, 2006. Right. Because we're going to enter a tenant time portal to get back to when Barbie actually was. Um, and we're going to be able to change the fate of the future. Change the fate of the future. Barbie. Why can I not find... Did they move the Barbie date, too? They better not have. Five for Barbie, please. Okay, so Mission Impossible is coming out before. It's coming out on the... No. No, it is. It is. It is. It is. I just don't know. Calendar days. July 14th, Mission Impossible. July 21st, Barbie. So we've got some time. Yeah. I think we're going to go see all of it. Peter, just just get ready. Now, we're going to talk on the mini set about some movies I saw this week and some wild film adventures I went on and some that you went on as well. But let's, do we have some questions here? We're just, we're going to do the taste test. I we're just find. taste testing. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. I let's taste the ball test. This week. It's okay. It's okay. Ask your questions. We'll answer them next week. Next week. I think we're going to record our Billy Zane twofer with blood and concrete and the phantom on Effie Burton, Peter Burton at the movies. You know what we love? Film, cinema, movies, love, lust, the emotions, greed, Lucy knows what's happening. Lucy, Lucy, come here. Okay, come here, little pilgrim. Come here. Good girl. So first up. Ah. We're gonna let's get let's get it out on the table. Let's see what we've got. And we'll do some passages. I think we do some chews. Oh, that's great. Milka. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh wow. This sounds like my prom. White extra. What? There's some... Oh, is this licorice? Oh, peppermint. 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 Squeaker fork ingredient in. Schweiker. Gellermittel. Gelatine. Peppermint oil. <laughs> I'm obsessed. What is this? This is Tony's Chocolonely? <laughs> Tony's Chocolonely. 32% milk. I love in foreign languages when words are almost the word, but they're not quite the word. It just makes me feel better about it. We're going to start here with these 
Thank you to Rick. And who who was the other person? Oh, Caitlin, his wife. Rick and Caitlin. And Caitlin drew those beautiful yeah. uh, portraits that mm-hmm. we have hanging in our home now. These are going to be the paprika Did lace you know flavor. You can go down to Junkman's Daughter and Little Five and buy her prints. Really? Yeah. Oh, we'll go check those out. Junkman's Daughter rules. I'm giving a little smell now. Paprika is dried bell peppers. Oh. It's milder than expected, but it's very addictive. Just a little, mm, just a little flavor on them. Mm. I could eat those all day. Just a little. Ooh. It's not, it's not overbearing. So they have a nutri- kind of like Dutch people. Yeah. They have a nutri score on here, so it's A through E. Yeah. This is a C. All right. Well, the Nutri score on this one is. Um, where are you seeing the Nutri score? It just has it on the front of this package here. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get. I guess the Oreos Crunchies didn't even qualify as food. Croquant en gobe. All right. These look to be mini Oreos wrapped in chocolate. I'm very excited for this. I haven't eaten lunch yet, but I did eat breakfast luckily today. These are mini Oreos wrapped in and robed in chocolate. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's... The chocolate quality is off the charts, dude. Damn. Get in there. I don't want to even get it too close to loose. Oh! We're just snacking up. This is time. I'm going to open the other... This is an Oreo Milka bar. And it looks like it's Oreos inside. It's a cookies and cream inside this no i put two pieces because oh wow mm. Mm. Oh my how God. is that chocolate so milky i know it's the creamiest chocolate i've mm-hmm. tasted this is not this is unbelievable what are we eating over here in america what are we doing are we the fools i think we are america Fuck, what are y'all doing with your chocolate? It's not good. Oh, wow. Hershey's. Ugh. All right, we're getting into the Twix. Now, I've tasted a Twix. This is a white Twix. Is this one long Twix bar? No way. Oh, my God. Look at that. Look at that. We just split a very long white Twix bar. I feel and like the in America, they're split. is so nice. Yeah, there's a real... Mmm. Way better. The white chocolate even tastes better. It doesn't even taste like old, old stain. The the crispy wafer part of it is like you you can cut through mm. it easily. Oh, wow! It's not like you know how Twix sometimes it's like it's the melty part and then they're like ah crunch. Yeah, you gotta get the bite. This is like a there's no bite to this. It's more like an airy. It's an airy little wafer. Mm-hmm. Wow! Oh my gosh! I'm going to get one more piece of this chocolate since we're trying everything. This is really working on my um, my bingeability here. Just ripping open packages like it's Christmas. I'm going to get a piece of this Tony's Chocolonies. Chocolonely. How do you pronounce this? Tony's Chocolonely? Like, this shit would last me for a while because I'm not inclined. It's so rich that I'm not inclined to eat a ton of it. Speak for yourself. 
but not mm. like like bingy high where it's just right. that hand to mouth nonsense. That yeah, I wonder if there's less preservatives that guide you towards obsessive eating in their food as well. I don't think there's any law here that says you can't get me addicted to a chemical you put in your chocolate. No, I mean they did it with cigarettes. Why wouldn't they do it with literally everything else? Yeah, why wouldn't you do it with my cheeseburgers? You telling me I'm addicted to cheeseburgers for real? This is the meltiest. Tony's Chocolonely. I don't even like chocolate anymore. I like Chocolonely. Wow. What do we even do? Rick, Caitlin, this is... I'm not going to open anymore. We've got these peppermints here, too. Maybe that's the finale. Do we pep- finale with a peppermint? King Peppermint. Not peppermint. Peppermint. Now, these are... Oh, they're beautiful. They say king on them. Let me see if all of them do, or just the top one. Oh, yeah, they all do. King. King. I feel like I'm about to take a communion wafer. Mmm. There's a crunchy little peppermint from the real peppermint plant. What if he didn't tell us that these were all dropped with Amsterdam LSD? Let's go. It's going to be a big day. That's the greenest I've ever seen grass, Peter. Oh, my goodness. Yesterday <sighs> was uh, bicycle day. <coughs> Wait, it was just bicycle day? As in the the anniversary of the oh, first LSD trip. When he rode on the bicycle and he, and he was bicycle. like, I might be on LSD. Mm-hmm. Good for him. What an anniversary. 419, then 420. We get everything in between. I'm glad I didn't take any LSD yesterday, though. Uh, but I... I'm, that seems because when you trip, you're tapping into everyone else that has tripped or is currently tripping. I don't want to be hanging out with all those assholes on Bicycle Day. <laughs> you're all you're all connected to the same trip. Oh no, it's like a mushroom forest. I follow a bunch of psychedelic, esoteric people on Twitter, and yesterday I was like, "Y'all are out of your like posting to Twitter while tripping." My God, y'all have lost it. That's okay. We're not going to post to Twitter. We're not. Well, we'll post to Twitter about other stuff, mm-hmm. but not on Bicycle Day. No. Not on our Bicycle Day, whenever that may be. Do you think you could get a bicycle that Bebop could ride, like a little basket? I'm His uh, aversion to bicycles and skateboards... Oh, this is true. It would never work. ...makes me think that he'd actually be really good at skateboarding. Oh. I think he'd be a really good skateboard dog. I saw a skateboard dog while we were in LA, and I was like, I'm pretty sure Bebop would be a great skateboard dog. We also have to get him ready to go on the planes. He's going to come on some planes. But he's, I feel, I'm just like, we have to do some training with him first on the etiquette of mm. sticking under the seat for a minute. I think he'll be all right, though. Uh, thank you for joining us. Weekend at Effie's. I'm, I'm done. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 